adversity, bring it. The struggle, we welcome it. Snooze on life, never that. We are Dave Regina and Mike Perella, and this is the No Snooze Podcast. Come on. Welcome back to the No Snooze Podcast. We are on Epi 7. Epi 7, baby. Wow. I, like I said, the, I think the last episode, I didn't think we were going to make it this far. Yeah, I know. Um, and I know we say it every episode, but the feedback means the world to us. It, it's been great. Um, really haven't seen anything you know, negative that doesn't continue to, to motivate us. Yeah. Right. So all the feedback that has come our way, it's very motivating. Even the stuff that's like, hey, you should try this. It's motivating us, man, and the momentum is awesome. There are some very funny comments that I see in the DMs. People <laughs> like giving critiques. And well, <laughs> oh, pretty funny. Yes, we had someone, and uh, I won't say the name, but it was pretty funny. He was like, "Listen, stop winking and stop chugging. It's getting annoying." And it was actually like it brings no value. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so, hilarious. And it was like maybe you should do this, but hey, man, we appreciate the feedback. Uh, you're big though. People love your music selection in the morning. Oh, really? Yes, I'm a uh, believer. Did you see the the documentary? I didn't watch it. Okay. I, didn't. I know you're not a movie guy. But not a movie guy. I'm a huge doc guy. Yeah, I, the, I'm still a believer, but it's, I don't know. There wasn't much to it. It was just kind of like a preview of the uh, his album that's coming out. But La Bamba seems like it might be our new intro song. La Bamba? Yeah, look it up. How does that go? La Bamba. Oh, okay. I know that. What's, What's fun a fact? fun fact? Who? Who? So CV Fever? is CV is, really? is filling us in right now, and he's giving us a backstory on La, Mom, La, Bamba. La Bamba. And so, uh, we're going to get CV to use a microphone because yes. we can't hear him. So. Right. So basically, he just said that Richie Valens wrote that song. Okay. Right? Very nice. So thank you for the knowledge, man. I'd like to acknowledge also that you are in a very nice suit today, and I don't know if you're trying to outshine me listen, or it's... Listen, I don't have to be in a suit all the time, but today I actually have a couple big events uh, that we spoke about earlier. Yeah. Uh, so I'm excited. And, you know, that goes back to the whole, I think it was either, I think habits, we spoke about it, but looking good, feeling good, presenting your best self um, is something that, you know, when I look good, I am more confident. Yeah. Um, so I don't have to be in a suit for one event today, which is later, but I figured, hey, I, for my first meeting, I have to be in the suit, so I might as well just do it out now. Yeah, in a suit, you just I feel like you can get away with way more in a suit. You could just walk past. Right, right. You said that. Yeah, yeah. There That's you go. Uh, so on a serious note, um, you know, it's been a little over a week now since Kobe Bryant passed. Um, so rest in peace to Kobe. I know for our age group, um, you know, whether you're 25 to 35, somewhere in there, you basically got to see Kobe's entire career. So I have this one story that I remember. Um, I was nine years old, and I was in the living room in Mount Vernon. And it was 97, and the dunk contest was on. But that was the first time that I got to really sit down and watch Kobe with my dad. And he was really explaining to me, like, look, this kid's only 17 years old. You can do anything you want to do. I forget if he was 17 or 18, but he was basically right out of high school. But for me, I remember it clicking like, oh, my God, this is incredible. You have an athlete who's in the pros and he just came out of high school. And meanwhile, I was going into high school within the next you know, couple years. But being a nine-year-old boy and being able to relive that moment, when I heard the news, man, it was, it was 
horrible. Yeah, it's intense. Um, you know, personally, Michael Jordan happens to be my goat. Um, for those of you who are not, um, I guess, in the athletic world, goat is greatest of all time. So if you ever see a goat emoji on an athlete, that's usually what it means. Um, but I, I don't know, man. They really hit, you know, it hit home. My brother's a huge Kobe fan. We have a couple, uh, couple of our guys even growing up. It was always throwing things up like Dre, Kobe, you know. That's, uh, I feel like that's a universal thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. But, you know, he gets your credit. He does. He does. And Steve Sanchez, you know, our boy out in Cali, um, that was his favorite athlete. Yeah. Uh, my boy Armani, that's his favorite athlete. You know, there's a ton of people um, that just just love Kobe. So but to but to link it back to today's episode as yes. well. I mean, obviously, it's a terrible event and it's it really hits home. But the reason he did take helicopters was for work life balance. Yep. Uh, he wanted to be able to pick up his kids and not hit traffic and still be able to train. So it's uh, today's the topic is work-life balance, uh, which intertwines. But, um, you yeah. know, it's going to be uh, interesting to see the level that he executed it at and the level that we want to try to implement some of the things he did, but also our own stuff and right. how we interpret work-life balance. Yeah, man. So, um, you know, rest in peace. And, um, you know, our, our thoughts and prayers are, are with his family. Uh, Podbot update. All right, we're not going to do the push-ups. Everybody, I don't like beating a dead horse when it's down, all right? It's okay, Mike. Let's, I've tried to get back into Mike, it. Mike, let's not do it. I've tried to get back <laughs> into it. I have did 220 the other day, mm -hmm. and it felt good. But I think the biggest thing for me is finding the time now because I really do enjoy walking, which I know you This is coming of. from the guy who said, well, you could do a push-up anywhere. I can do it in you open can houses. can do it anywhere. <laughs> but it's, it's the time of year where I'm very busy. So in a nice suit... I see my shoes are getting a little creased. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, you know, and then I'm like, maybe I take shoes off. It's I talked to my office manager and tried to put in her ear, like, listen, I need an office selfishly just so I could do push-ups behind closed doors. <laughs> I actually do that. I close yeah, my that's door. That's why I, I ask. When I get in, I close my door. Yeah. I get 10 to 15 minutes in of straight push-ups. Well, well, he's, well yeah. CV's when just dropping like dimes. That. He said that Mario Lopez does push-ups in the elevator. While it's going up. Yeah. The... The uh, the game I used to play, and I'm, thankfully all my open houses have been busy lately, but when it was a slow open house, when I was first starting out, I would do 10 in each room. That's smart. And some yeah. of these houses are enormous. So I'm like, I didn't <laughs> want to do that. I'm doing push-ups like in each, the, and it's, it's pretty fun. There was a challenge that anytime you go through a door, any door oh, in general in life for that day, you do 10 push-ups. It, it's life. crazy, though. In life. Like, yeah, you go through the garage, boom, 10. You go through an office, 10. So it's, it's kind of crazy to Thanks, do. Thank God for but, open space. But listen, plans. this was not a bash on you. <laughs> uh -oh. I want to highlight something, uh -oh. man. You are you put something out there, and I think you did it on Instagram. It was after the beginning of the year. Um, but you wanted to be down 20 pounds by... So I want to get to 200 by March 1st, did I say? Yeah. I so March. Usually I'm out here bashing you on the pod bod. I like it. But you're getting tight, kid. And you're down 16 pounds right now. Yeah, by walking. But no, stop. That's not by walking. By walking. It's by yeah, it's by, by supplementing the walking with your lifestyle. I'm kind of cheating because I know this time of year is busy and I know that I don't have a lot of time to eat. Mm -hmm. And now that I ordered a bunch of snacks and healthy things on Amazon, tur uh, jerky, pure protein, uh, pork rinds, all that good stuff, nice. seltzer water. It's just I don't have time to make a bad choice. I just grab whatever's in the, the car you know, record everything and then yep. go to my next thing. So it's kind of cheating. No, nah, man. I mean, hey, I'm look, leveraging whatever the lifestyle. Whatever works, but um, that's, that's amazing, man. And you're, uh, I see people behind it. Yes. You know, they, they keep commenting and they're like, hey, what is, what is the app? Uh, so what is the app? It's Be just clear. Fitbit. So you're using and I just Fitbit. record everything manually, but now they, you could scan 
uh, food items, barcodes, and most barcodes are in there, and you could figure out the calories. So what I never really did was try to track calories. I always looked for low carb, and now I'm trying to think like, well, I want to have some carb for energy, but I, I want to learn more. So I started with just tracking calories, nice. and I'm, I'm hitting like you know around 1,000 a day. I know I'm missing some stuff. But it's it's nice because I know kind of how much I have for dinner. Yep. So some days I like won't eat till Wait, two. You're eating a thousand calories a day. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. No wonder why. That's you're why losing. I drop so fast. No wonder why you're losing sixteen pounds. Yeah. I take that back. Eat more than that. why? <laughs> but I'm eating good yeah. stuff. Yeah, that's all right. All right, I'll, g- I'll give it to you. Yeah. I don't know. We gotta we gotta discuss that yeah. later. Well, on. that's why I put it out to the public. Gonna be like, <laughs> that is terrible. Yeah. yeah. Um, buying back home. So that was the um, the TV show. Yeah, and I actually had on the outline today that because I knew you were going to watch it last night, and I, I by was the time, supposed to right by the time this airs, we're a week ahead, um, so you would have already seen it. But I thought that you were going to come here, and my question to you was going to be, so how did you and Dana feel when you saw yourselves on the on the screen? But so yes, so we were told that last night it was airing, and we I guess there's a, a channel that the Design Network shout out to the Design Network airs it at a certain time we don't have that app so we have the digital version of the website so we kept looking and refreshing to see if it came up and by the time we went to bed around 10 it wasn't up so i just figured oh they forgot about show got canceled we didn't we <laughs> didn't perform been, that would have been bad it's been pretty funny we've been promoting this thing yeah. i guess that would be great content right mike yeah it would be amazing con- it's all good content <laughs> yeah viral viral cv so true story right before we started recording matt piero texts me trade folk with a question mark which I immediately know what that means because we were so delusional when we recorded it because we had a, um, a, a future sister-in-law, hopefully, Anna Jezik's uh, marathon run was yes. Sunday night in the city. That was also a time where we told that side of the family that Dana was pregnant. So we were out till, you know, whatever, 11 o'clock. They came record 8 a.m. the next day. In that whole craziness, we found out my brother had his baby. So basically, we had to record, get up at 5, record until about 5 p.m., then drive straight to Boston. So knowing all this stuff, I was like delusionally tired. And I explained Greenwich, and I'm like, it's an amazing place, super diverse. You know, you got hedge fund guys and trade folk. And Dana looks at me, she's like, trade, trade folk. folk? I'm like, I've never said I that. thought you said train folk. Train folk? Like it was close to the train. I was trying to say like, like tradesmen, like yeah, you no, have I, all I, level. I guess, but, but I, would you read that in a book? I have no idea where I, where it came from, but I, Dana, you know, let me have it on I the show. I love that they kept it in there, So too. I guarantee I'll get so many texts when oh, it's going like, to be, who that's are be you? a clip. Pretty bad. It's going to be a clip. So, but the, uh, apparently a couple people watched it and they enjoyed it. I have to watch it. We'll probably do a, a episode where we're watching ourselves. And yeah, that'll be fun. Critiquing. So. Yeah, I like that. But you did. I mean, the episode, I think you're the finale. All right. Let's not let's not draw it up finale. here. You see what you do here? I think yeah, you're the finale. I see what you're doing. Um, no, so we, we really don't know when it's going to air for us. No idea. Um, but it's only, a, it comes out to like a, only a 13 minute episode. Yeah. Um, but the show is really cool and it's online and the design network, like Mike said. Um, but I think you just have to like put your email in and it's free. Yeah. And so I'm still pushing can. to get a spinoff for, uh, yeah, Karina. That's right. Let's do that. I'd be happy to be on it as like a special. Yeah. Guest. yeah just pop up. Yeah. <laughs> pop in for certain recordings. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, good stuff. Um, so let's, let's continue off of last week when we introduced the no snooze recommendations yes right so my recommendation this week and you're this is going to surprise you but you actually started off with a documentary reference so 
my reference. Is I mean, a, my um, if recommendation. It's, if it's a movie. I'm no, lose no, my it's mind. not. It's not. I got to okay. start doing that. I actually yeah. just recently watched um, Elf for the first time. <laughs> Dave's like, I recommend you watch <laughs> The Godfather. <laughs> so Elf is a great movie. If you haven't seen it, I do recommend it. But that's not my actual recommendation. Um, the Kevin Hart documentary, man. Okay. Did you see it? No. I so it. I like docs too. Yeah. No. So my wife and I watched it, and it, it's an incredible story, man. You know, everybody sees what you see on Instagram and all that stuff, and he's been through some controversy, but he's got a phenomenal story. Um, you know, through his own struggle, through the adversity that he faces in his life, um, the relationship with his dad. Um, he went through some infidelity with his wife. Um, even, you know, got actually slandered for um, some comments he had made, I think it was like 10 years ago, uh, against the LGBTQ community. Um, so he basically had a chance to discuss all that and clean it up. Um, but I, I think the final product was was awesome. And it was a relatable story. You know, he's I think he's the highest grossing comedian uh, in the world. Yeah. And just seeing that whole documentary come to life. I don't know. It, it put things in a, in a new perspective for so me. So when I watch documentaries, I try to think like the one thing I can take away from it. Was there something that like stood out that you're like, oh, I didn't or something like tactic or something that he taught you or. That's a that's a good question. Um, I don't think it's something that I was taught. I think it gave me um, it re reaffirmed. OK, nice. it, it reaffirmed a bunch of things for me. But especially like even our, in our intro, when yeah. we say adversity, bring it. Yeah, yeah. Struggle, we welcome it. That's me, by the way, if anybody didn't know. But it's the exact same stuff that we're talking about. There was even a reference on there, I swear. It had to do with like fitness and finance. You'll see it when you watch it. Um, But what happened to those guys? (laughs) um, But he basically reaffirmed that, you know, the most important thing in your life is family and those closest to you because very quickly you see how the media can portray you one way. And those closest to you, um, you know, really mean the most. And his coworkers, like you'll see in that documentary, he, his relationship with his coworkers, um, that's his team. You know, they, they bring him back. Sometimes he gets off track and he wants to do his own thing because he's Kevin Hart. Um, but he basically, you know, gi- gives the, um, I, don't, I don't know what to say, but gives the credit to his team yep. um, for putting him back on track so i would say that's what uh that's what it did for me that's a good one uh i have a recommendation as well but i want to record recommend a documentary for you specifically have you seen lynn sanity the documentary Lynn sanity on lynn yeah no one of the my favorite documentaries of all time it's awesome i gotta check it out so it's without giving it away it it documents him building up to the lynn sanity yep stretch right and it's That's all, a basketball player by the way yeah he's jeremy lenny was yep. on the knicks but he it shows him grinding and sleeping on his brother's couch and then also during the craziness and him just like being like i, I just went off and i had like whatever and i mean he went from the bench crazy. to billboards literally yeah one of one of the stories that i'll probably hook you is that when he uh, was trying to figure out if he was going to stay with the Knicks and if he was going to get cut. They He asked the coach, trying to figure out, like, hey, should I send my car out here because it was in California? And the coach was like, I'd probably wait. And that night is when he got his shot and scored, like, 40 points. 40, yeah, I remember. So he was this close, and just the coach told him, don't send the car. But it shows his reaction. He's like, yeah, the coach said, don't send your car. So I figure if I get in, I'm gunning. I'm watching that. And it's awesome. Wow. Best, Thank one you. Of, probably... It's, I could say it's my favorite documentary of all time. Really? Yeah. It's awesome. So back to my recommendation yeah. for something I do. So when we were, when I started real estate, my income was really, really low. 
and I had money saved up and I was trying to be more efficient with the money that was coming in just to get by. So I canceled all my gym memberships, which another reason why I got out of it. So you're recommending a thousand calories a day and cancel your gym membership. So I canceled. So it was when I started dating my now wife. So we were going out, not crazy stuff, but you still had to like, you know, enjoy yourself and build that relationship. But I also wasn't making a ton. So I started listening to, uh, I listened to Bigger Pockets podcast, which is a real estate uh, podcast, but they have a, an arm of it called Bigger Pockets Money. And it basically, each episode just explores how people are making their money most efficient and whether that's like retirement accounts, uh, apps like Acorn, where it rounds up to the mm-hmm. highest dollar and puts in a savings account, just strategies and hacks to try to save money. So when I wasn't doing, you know, when I started out, every dollar counts, which still does, but I was really trying to stretch the dollars and it was, it was amazing for me. So I still listen to it at some point. It's a little restrictive because then you're worried too much about spending and not, you know, prioritizing. But I think it's a great, if people are trying to learn more about money, it's a great place to start. It's called Bigger Bigger Pockets Pockets Money Podcast. Bigger Pockets Money Podcast. Yeah, it's really good. good. Go check that out. Um. All right, so now jumping into uh, Epi 7, work-life balance. I think it's an important conversation. Um, And also, you know, Epi 6 was more, it was more for us. You know, it it was more for us putting some stuff out and letting you guys know where we're at in our lives. So Epi 7 is really getting us back on track. And we're going to discuss the things that we do and we talk about all the time when it comes to your work-life balance. Um, So for both of us, we always discuss the value of time, Mm. right? And for me, if I had to describe, you know, work-life balance in two words, it would be preparation and prioritizing. Okay, that's good. You you know what I mean? Because everything that I do now, I basically see it as, I use my my phone on a calendar, um, but I see it as like a big pie, right? You're a pizza guy. I'm a big pizza guy. Huge pizza guy. So you, you basically see it as a huge pie. And what I do visually is I cut that pie into seven. Pepperoni or what are we talking? Uh, a little sausage. Okay. I think I'll go sausage and then I, I actually love a good plain slice. So I'll go half plain, okay. half sausage. Very vanilla. I wouldn't expect right. anything. <laughs> um, but, you know, you take that pie and you cut it into seven. And do you know what the seven would represent? Uh, probably the seven facets. What is seven facets of your life? No, it'd be seven days a week. Oh, but, <laughs> way off. But pretty good, though. But some um, people say there's like seven um, buckets. Right. So, so, again, this plays... Damn it. This is, <laughs> this is always a continuation, though. So you can't really look at the whole pie, right? So at the beginning of every week, and it usually happens for me on Sunday, that's when I sit down and I prioritize. But if you look at every single day and you plug in your have-tos versus your want-tos... In terms of your work-life balance, what are the things that you have to do and what are the things that you want to do? So, you know, at work, you have to be at work from X amount of time. That's your schedule, right? So that's a have to. Um, Something in your life that you have to do would be like your doctor's appointments and things like that. So it's putting those have to's in a calendar to where you're then figuring out space for your life. Do you color coordinate that? No. Okay. No. And sometimes, honestly, now I'm at the point... Like, I think my wife uses the calendar more than I do. Mm-hmm. I can visually do this. Is she connected to your calendar? No. Okay. I got Dana mad, not to go off topic, but Dana mad because I said, can you just email me a calendar invite? Because I have to put everything in there. In a good else, I book an appointment when I'm supposed to be at lunch with her or going to a family event. Mm-hmm. So, go ahead. Um, but in terms of the, the visualization, like, now I'm at the point, because I've been doing this for a while, um, but... 
at at this age now, this is probably the busiest time of our lives, and we have a whole new aspect and no snooze fatherhood coming our way. So imagine just kind of doing that off the cuff. It's very overwhelming. So for me, what works best is I have to look at every single day to win that day versus looking at the week. You do anything that kind of resonates with that? So I do something very similar, and I do, uh, like I said, so I have to put everything in my calendar because if I know it's in my calendar, I can work around it for showings. Yep. But if it's not in there, I fill up the time just because that's how I am, and I, you know, it's... Um, you have to be opportunistic, and when a possibility of showing a property comes up, you have to go attack it because that could be the sale that day. That could be you know, your income for next month. Right. And especially with the baby on the way, now I'm really opportunistic, and I'm jamming my schedule because I know once that baby comes, I'm going to have to recalibrate and spend more time at home and all that good stuff. Um, so, But the difference, I think the big difference that I do is I color coordinate everything. So I put green for money, which is anything that I can generate income from. So I put all my appointments, all my showings, um, listing meetings. Um, I put the podcast in green because it's a part of the business now. Mm-hmm. Uh, personal is in purple, personal purple. Nice. Um, and I do that uh, trips, like trips, like I'm going to Florida this weekend for my dad's birthday. Yep. Uh, I'll put that in purple to let people. So I know I'm not physically in town. Right. I could still work, but I need to be remote. So I can plan ahead. So it's my big thing that's helped me is the color coordination because I'm very visual and the colors make me realize like, oh, wow, that's a green day. Mm -hmm. So I got to put some purple on the other day and we got to go dinner on Sunday or, you know, do something. Wow. So that's just a general and blue is unconfirmed. So a lot of people like when I was showing you properties, you guys say what we think Friday works. Yep. You were you guys were actually very organized, which made it easier for me. Thank you. Thank you. But if someone's like, hey, Friday, I might work for a showing. I put Mm -hmm. it in blue. And with a question mark, and then when it's confirmed, I turn to green. So I don't think there's any other way to be doing this type of stuff. Like, you know what I mean? And we have our hands in so many different projects, so many different interests, that if you're not doing this, whether it's visually on a calendar or just sitting down and, you know, typing it on your laptop or just replaying that Sunday night, um, that's a huge thing. And I think everybody needs to try that. I also want to challenge you to do one thing. And I'm curious if you've ever done it. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> I love I get worried. You always, you always get worried because like, you're so, uh-oh. uh, you're so confident and you're so intense when you look at someone and you say, and, I'm going to challenge you to do one thing. It's a beard, man. I, in my head, I'm thinking he's going to ask me to run a marathon. He's gonna, <laughs> you know, I'm going to have to say yes. Uh, no. So because you color coordinate your stuff and this, this now plays back to the piece of the confidence, right? I think every single day, no matter how stressed you are, if you look back on that day, you actually gain some confidence. So if you were to see at the end of the week, right? Forget the end of the day. Take it to the end of the week when you just finished a big week. Because I know I go back in sometimes and I'm like, this week was absolutely insane. But then you know what? Let me look at my calendar. Wow, I had 28 meetings. I started three new projects. I went to the gym five times. I got to go to dinner with my wife. I attended a birthday party with my boys. Like it, it really gives you confidence to where you're like, yo, I, I did a lot this week. Yeah. So you take a second to acknowledge the win of the week and it gives you momentum to move forward the next week. No, I like that. And I, I do look back, but in real estate, it's weird because Sunday, Saturday, or excuse me, Saturday, Sundays are just another day. Mm-hmm. So it's just a day, but I know I have personal responsibilities and I know there's other events and things. So it's, like some sometimes on a Monday I'll be like, what day is it? Like have no idea other than Dana's at work 
and I'm still, you know, it, yep. it all depends on the day. Uh, but yeah, looking back, you mentioned something before. We're only going to get busier. I, part of the thing that helped me is when I embraced that I'm just always going to be busy, then I got less stressed. Right. Because I'm like, I'm, this is just, I chose this life. I worked hard to get here. I can't complain about being busy. I just have to accept it and embrace it. Yep. Because when you embrace it, you're able to attack things a little easier. Right? If you looked at yourself a year ago, you're like, wow, I had so much time. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially after starting just, this. Just even adding this, it, it has taken you know, a, a big portion of our lives. And, it, and it's all good stuff. Um, and again, like you said, we, we are accepting of it, and we ultimately chose this. That's, you know you what I mentioned mean? that early on right. when I, we were all miserable here, and I was like, dude, I don't know if I could do this. I kind of wanted to quit. You knew I, I mean, I was very mm-hmm. transparent about it. And uh, you were like, listen, we want to do this. I specifically was the one who got everyone's confidence up, and we're doing it. And, yep. you know, so yep. it's good to have a good partners and people that'll push you through the busiest, yeah. crazy times. Um, so I want to, instead of being like general, I, I think, and, and this goes to, um, to, to you specifically, you know, instead of us being general, I think it's important that we talk about like how our lives kind of operate mm-hmm. and hopefully people can pick up on some feedback from that um, and, and a takeaway. So like a typical day, we already know for us starts like very early. I mean, you're talking four thirty, five o'clock every morning and there's a lot of people out there who are doing that. So from there, it's basically, you know, you, you take some time for yourself. Then I'm in uh, I'm at work and I don't get home until I mean, it's it's a strange time, but between 7.30 and 9 o'clock mm-hmm. is pretty typical. So it's you're running day. at least 11 and a half to 13, 14-hour days consistently. And I do that Monday to Thursday. Um, so my wife and I, we take time at the end of the day, right? Because I, I get to speak to her on her break. Um, she's, a, she's a teacher, so our schedules kind of conflict. Uh, but I always try to take that call when she does call me. And this is for the relationship people, you know, out there who kind of go through similar stuff. But that hour that you may get Monday to Thursday, hopefully it's one hour a day. But you got to take that very seriously. And when I put up the um, the Questies topic, your wife jumped in and she basically said, you know, it's very important to put your phone down. And I think that's something we both do because I'm like always on my phone. Yeah. So that's a really good dime. That's Dana's dime. Dana's dime. Dana's dime. Put your phone down when, you know, you do get that one hour. But we always try to have dinner together. Even if my wife has to, has to eat before, she'll eat, but then she'll sit down with me. And, you know, we just try to catch up. And it's always, it, it's always important to recap your day with your partner if you're in a relationship. Yeah. I, I just find tremendous value in that. And it, it, it really relieves, like, a lot of stress of the day. Yeah. You guys got to be similar too, because your your schedule. I mean, especially as like an entrepreneur in real estate and all that stuff. You, I, it's probably harder for you than it is for me. It's I, it's very similar. I mean, you work just as hard, if not harder. But the the thing that makes it difficult for me is the moving appointments. Mm-hmm. So like, I can plan to have dinner with Dana, but there's appointments that I need to get in. Like this week, I'm going away for the weekend. So I'm putting all my appointments at the night. I, I'm very transparent with all my clients. I let them know, listen, I'm not around this weekend, but I can squeeze you in Wednesday, Thursday, Friday night. So I know that's a possibility. If I have the opportunity to go home and have dinner, I will. But if I have to go out and show till 8.39, I have to. I want to just jump in on that because yeah. I want to commend something that you do. I think some people might say, well, you know what? If you're my agent, you need to be there for me, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. No, I want an agent, me personally, who's transparent, 
who is wanted by other people. Same thing in the job market. Yeah. You know, so I think a little takeaway there is like be transparent. It's okay to tell people that you're busy. I mean, hopefully you're being honest about it. Yeah, yeah. But I think you putting yourself out there and being a busy man like you are, it's it's something that me I would want in my life. You yeah. know, I want to be a part of that. Um, so I would want to take the time. Hey, Mike only has an hour. Let me squeeze myself. You know, if, if you're a busy guy representing somebody, that tells you something that you're doing business. Yeah, you'd think so, and I appreciate that. Thank you. And the uh, the piece about having dinner and to that effect, what we tried to do is, is putting the phone down. Definitely something I have to work on. I just it's you're you're trying to get deals done. There's a million things in your head. I've been better putting the phone down by putting it away from me in bed. So for the alarm for the next day. So when I set my alarm, it's not even near me. So I don't even touch it, good. which is good. I used to be on the phone, mm-hmm. everything, the dinner piece now, or what we tried to do is I was thinking of a way to have work life synergy. So I wanted to know more about all the restaurants in town. Mm-hmm. So I told Dana, I said, every Sunday we'll do a restaurant. And go order a bunch of food at different restaurants in town. Slow that down. You like that? Restaurant. So we did a bunch of Bro, posts way back. That's pretty good. So this was pre. That's pretty Dana's good. pregnant. We used to go out on Sundays, drink, eat, and every day's busy. So I was like, "What's the difference? Let's go out Sunday. It's more low key. You can go to good spots." And Dana won't. I mean, and we can ask her this. You guys can comment and DM her, but <laughs> she won't resent me working all day because she'll be excited about the dinner at night, mm-hmm. and we'll get to share it. Like we went to Colony this last Sunday. Yep. I eat about two pizzas, but it's it's figuring out a big thing that I realized is being busy is fine, but you can't use it as an excuse to slack on your family. Yes, you know, like Petey wants to play with my dog when I get home. I gotta play with them. Yep. Obviously, some nights I come home and I just crash. Mm-hmm. But if you make the effort 80% of the time, then you're in a good spot. Yeah, man. So that's kind of how I think about no, it. No, that, that's great. But playing right into that. So I had mentioned earlier the the have-tos versus the want-tos. So you need to really, whatever profession you're in, you need to understand your market, mm-hmm. know your niche, and know your season, right? Because I don't know if it's – it could be anything from accounting, like my, my brother's an accountant – to what I do, to what you do. You have your busier seasons. So you need to know that right off the bat. So if there is something that you can put off, like for me, my program development, it has to happen pretty much at the end of summer and all of September Mm -hmm. for me to come up with new initiatives to launch within the town. Because it's a very dead time. We kind of take maintenance. Maintenance comes through and basically resets the building uh, for all the programs that are going to happen the next year. So if you know your, your market in a sense, that only adds to your confidence of you going week to week because then you could say, you know what, I have to do this here. This can actually wait. And you kind of go through that day by day, week by week, month by month, and then ultimately year by year. Do you feel guilty when you're not busy and you know that a busy time's on its way? Do, do you I ever f- have that feeling? So now, Mike, I got to be honest, I, I try to prepare as Best as possible. CV looked at me. I just said, just there it is. Contradiction. I got to be honest. I thought I, I thought I cleared that up already though. (laughs) Um, But I prioritize so well in my head Mm -hmm. that, and it's been through a lot of trial and error, but there's nothing that I can't foresee besides life. Like life is going to happen regardless, but the things that I can control I'm in control of. Mm-hmm. So now that I've been doing this for, you know, going on six years now, it's becoming something that's easier. But now the challenge is taking what is already successful 
and continuing to develop that. Mm-hmm. So that's the challenge, you know, that I see. I don't know if that does that. No, yeah, that makes sense. I, I just ask because I know in a profession like, you know, uh, anyone who is in sales, you anticipate busy times. But when you're slow, you don't you can't really turn off the tenacity of mm-hmm. going out and trying to close deals and make a better you know life for your family, et cetera, because right. there's no ceiling. So in theory, anytime you're down, having downtime or slow, you could be out selling. Mm-hmm. So it's difficult for me to turn that off in the holidays. This year, I was busy through the holidays, so I didn't really have that. Mm-hmm. But there's like a, a slump you get into where you kind of feel guilty that you're not out showing properties, but you shouldn't be because everyone else is with their families enjoying themselves, which I do. But I always always have this thing in the back of my head, like I could be out making cold calls, I could be out seeing properties. So it's it's I'm still trying to figure it out, but it's all it's kind of something I go through every year. It's like a not I don't want to use the word depression, but it's like a slump yep. in the holidays where mm-hmm. I'm enjoying family, but then I get a little feel anxious because yeah. I know at the, when the new year hits. Well, I, I think the stress and the anxiety, all that stuff is normal. But you mentioned a word before in terms of like the synergy, and what are the things that you can be doing? you know, in your workplace and at home that kind of help each other out, right? So what I try to do is I basically look at my relationships at work. And I know that if I'm good with everybody that works with me, and I don't like to say works for me because just because of a title that doesn't mean anything. And and I need them more than they need me in reality. Seriously. Good point. No, it's the truth, right? Because if your whole team leaves you... uh, Don't say it out loud. What's going to happen? Like a captain of a ship never says me. Don't say it. (laughs) Right. But no, so the relationships with my teammates, you know, my team members, those who work with me, that's probably the most important thing to me. Because if I walk around and I hold grudges at work and you know what, I don't, I'm not presenting my happiest, you know, self to everybody, then I'm going to take that energy because obviously they're going to give me back that same energy and then I'm going to go home and then it's going to translate to my wife. Mm -hmm. Right. So as I get older, I see that relationships at work and your whole mindset at work plays directly into, you know, your, your life balance. Very good point. And to, to echo that. So what I found is that if I have loose ends before I get home, which happens inevitably, but if I have loose ends as far as putting my notes into my HubSpot, which is a, a content uh, tracker for clients. You're good with that stuff, though. I, but I haven't always been. I just At some point, you get so busy that you just can't retain everything in your head. You have to put it in writing because that client could come back in five months mm-hmm. but expects you to be on your game. So it's twofold. It's being more efficient as far as working with clients, but it's also getting that out of my head. So when I get home, I'm clear, I'm clear to be able to talk to Dana about other things. And I'm still working. I still need like a five to ten minute buffer. And we've gotten in arguments because like I walk through the door and then we start talking about all these plans. Yep. And I like freak out just because that's a weakness. But yeah, the, being more organized at work translates to a, a lighter, less stressed person at home. Yep. And you just said something that I can attest to because even with the Google Drive that we have for the pod. Yep. I'm constantly I constantly look at it and you're always updating it. Yeah. So what he's saying right now, he's actually doing. You, you know, Trying, yeah. um, and, and that's that's big because I, I've said it, I think, on MP one or two. I'm not trying to be a podcast that just regurgitates yeah. stuff. You know, yeah. I want to I want to talk about stuff that we're living through the challenges that we're facing every single day, because a lot of people can relate to this because we're normal people mm-hmm. and we have normal problems just like everybody else. Uh, another thing that's big into that is the working out. Yeah. Right. I know that if I work out in the morning, 
that sets me up for success for the rest of my day. Yeah. Because when everybody's walking in the office at nine o'clock, I've already been up. I already wiped the cold out of my eyes and I took my shower and I worked out and now I'm back. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's looking at things that make you better in both worlds, especially now at a time frame where you're so busy to the working out piece. Also, the diet. I have like a I have a rule. And if I'm working, I try to eat clean. Okay, right. Obviously, I fall off, you know, the bandwagon sometimes. Yeah. But there's really no excuse to not eat clean when you're at work. Don't say that it's it's too hard to go somewhere to get a healthy option or it's too expensive or it's not convenient. Go to the deli just like you would go to McDonald's. Get a, a tuna sandwich. Get, um, you know, a, a salad with grilled chicken on it. And ultimately, the foods that you eat are going to directly affect the mood that you bring not only back to work but back home. I will add to that. I think it's almost better to have stuff in your car or with you. If you're on the move. Yes. And if it's not, obviously it's not as good as fresh food. Mm-hmm. But if you have bars that are somewhat healthy, if you have beef jerky, if you have prepackaged and you keep them in the trunk, I, I don't like depending on willpower, especially when I'm super stressed out throughout the day, a million calls. I don't want to have to put energy into deciding to eat healthy. I just want to have to mm-hmm. because I'm running to an appointment. All I have is protein bars or all I have is a beef jerky. Obviously, you can overeat that stuff, mm-hmm. no problem. But you put yourself in a better position to make the right choice, and it kind of becomes habit. Like now, if I don't go home for lunch, which I usually don't now, I just grab a protein bar and have that while I'm in the car on the way to an appointment. So it's I, – I like to prepackage things too because you don't have to think – to. I mean, everyone does this, but – I'm finding what's working for me. Like I have pork rinds thing mm-hmm. and I have a big bucket of it and it's only like seven, 70 calories for six of these bad boys. But I'm trying to count six pieces and then record just, it versus just be like, all right, well, this is my bag. Eat it when it's done. I'm good. It's wow. just I'm trying to get out, of, uh, get out of the habit of the wasted time of thinking how to eat healthy, just making it a habit and just this is what I have in the car. Like I incorporate green tea into my habit. Mm-hmm. Every day I get into work, no matter what I have drink-wise prior, I make a green tea to start my day. And that's how I start my calls and everything. I just sip on a green tea. I don't like the taste, but it's just a habit. It's genius. And at the end of the day, we are going to, I mean, the majority of your professions, until you really make it, you're going to be working more time than you're chilling. And Synergy, you get all this food to put in your car for clients. So Driton, shout out Driton. <laughs> he always comes off of work when we go showing. So I give him protein bars. I give him beef jerky. That's a new thing <laughs> I started because I realized people are starving too when they're out. It's not yep. just me. So you get that. You could write it off because it's a marketing wow. expense for your clients. It's food. You took the Uber technique that I jumped in a couple Ubers. And, oh, yeah, yeah. But like five stars immediately. If you have a water bottle ready and you have some sort of snack, I mean, yeah. I don't even care if you crash the car. Five stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five stars. <laughs> five stars. Wait, is that the guy with the teriyaki beef jerky? Five stars. <laughs> Absolutely, right? But th- that's a good point. Then your clients are in a better mood. Mm-hmm. So they are going to be less critical and less cranky. Not to say that but, anyone is. Right. But you're doing something small that comes back to you in a big way because it means a lot to people. Yeah. And, and I think knowing what just repeating this, like knowing what snacks work, what you enjoy, just repeating it, again, leaves less room for error. Mm-hmm. So like now I'm on Amazon. I see all the healthy snacks I ordered. All I got to do is reorder them. Nice. I don't have to think. Of, I yep. just doom, doom, doom. Convenient. So that's convenient, effective, and executional. <laughs> what, what is it? Come on. Uh, Let's see if you, if, you, if you really know. I don't know. Stop. I really don't. You said both words already. E-words. Con- 
Convenient, effective, efficient. There you go. Bang. You did it backwards, but yeah. Whatever. That's that's really good. I'm proud of you, man. Thanks. So the the last thing here in 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 terms of yourself, taking time for yourself what should is, be non negotiable. I'm gonna kidding. get I'm gonna get into that. It's non negotiable. Yeah. I don't care if you work eighty hours a week. I really don't. But whatever it is that you like to do. You need to be doing that because it's ultimately going to get you through the 80 hours of work. So for the guys, like every Friday, I mean, if you're on YouTube, you could see I didn't get a cut. But every Friday, because it's not Friday yet. Yeah. Every Friday, I go get a cut. It's non-negotiable. Every Friday. Every Friday. It's like my father. Even if it's just a a shape-up or a lineup, like I need that. I love a good haircut. Right? But it makes you, feel again, look good, feel good. So whether it's a cut, it's going to the gym... Guys, if you wanted to go get that massage, go get it. Girls, like, come fresh. Get your nails done. Go spend the money on your hair. Go take the yoga class. Go, and my wife's going to kick me for this one, but I might get myself in trouble. Go take the soul cycle class that you wanted to take. Soul sisters. (laughs) The soul sisters. I like that. Because it's ultimately going to, here's a good way to explain it. And it's very simple. If you don't take time for yourself, why would you expect anybody else to, to make time for you? That's a good one. Right? Your boy, Frank, my brother, used to say, if you don't sweat yourself, no one else will. So that's similar. That's a fact. Yeah. yeah. It's a fact. And I see it more and more. And the busier I get, I'm like, no, you know what? I still need to, I need to be good. So what, what other uh, activities are a selfish thing that you enjoy? And I'm just using the word selfish because that's, it's probably not the right word, but you know what I mean? Yeah. So the non-negotiables for me, obviously the gym, right? The haircut piece. I like to go to dinner once a week. Nice. And it's usually with my wife. So that's killing two birds with one stone because I like a good meal. Efficient. Right. But I like a good meal, but then I also get that time alone with her. Yeah, I like that. Right. So, and then on the weekends, though, like non negotiable, we have to watch a show. Mm-hmm. Right. It doesn't matter if something else is going on. And here's another piece to add to it that whole FOMO thing fear of missing out I used to have that really bad like really bad anytime my boys would go out you know and this is before I I, I had this whole you know change in my life just a couple years ago but I really I'm good with missing out on certain things you know because I am so busy and usually there's a stigma attached to that like oh well your boys are gonna make fun of you your girls are gonna say oh what is he you know she's in a relationship so now she can't hang out with us type stuff screw all that mm-hmm. And you need to do what's best for you, you know? So if there's um, a party that you were invited to and you originally planned to go, but you know what? Something came up and it's something for you that you need to do, depending on that relationship, skip out on it. Yeah. You know? And I see now, like, the later that I'm staying, I stay out. I'm always tired now regardless because we're waking up early. But the later we're staying out, if it is, you know, if you're out drinking or whatever it is, it's going to affect you that next day. So now it's not just a one-time thing. So to everybody out there who struggles with missing out, go ahead. It's okay. Be confident in yourself and move on. Yeah, that's good. I, I always, I never had a problem saying no to stuff in my personal life, but saying no in my professional. Oh, yeah. Well, like that's, that. that's different. Yeah. No, but there's, I mean, there are certain ways that you can improve and protect your time. Mm-hmm. And I my default is yes to everything because I am so busy. Any listing, any... I could tell Mike, you want to do a podcast? Yes. Exactly. So (laughs) that's my default. So I'm trying to learn uh, how to translate to work life 
because it is something that at some point you can't say yes to everything. You have to mm-hmm. prioritize to your point. So that's that's something. What I do you uh, what do you do that's non negotiable for you? Ooh. So the dinner thing is definitely one that we usually do mm-hmm. with Dana being pregnant. We do less just because we're, we want to just hang out and relax yep. on Sundays uh, or we have a lot of family stuff. I used to make a pizza every Sunday night. So mm-hmm. no matter how crazy the day was, like at six o'clock when I got home, I would make a pizza from scratch and that would be like my time to relax, you know, eat terribly, have a bowl of ice cream, that type of thing. I golf. So not too often, not as much as I would like, but... I get up at, I used to get up, so I play with my father on Sundays. I get up at 5 a.m. and we're the first tea time, so I'm done by 9, 9.30, and I could work all day, no problem. But you also kill two burns with one stone there because you're spending time with your father yep. and you're doing a sport that you love. And you're networking. And you're people networking. people know, oh, right. why are you playing sort of, well, Three I'm birds, one stone. Yeah, there's And your golf game, birds. four birds. That's well, my golf game's terrible. Well, mine's so. pretty bad, too. Speaking of golf game, and this is a really quick one. No. So I... I'm not doing great in the golf world with all my friends. I'm pretty low ranked. Like if there's a world rank, I'd probably be second to last. You know who you are, who's in last. Um, and then basketball, because I haven't played a lot, I'm deteriorating quickly. So I'm trying to adjust the game so that I can still play. But I have it in my head that I can still play defense and I'm still athletic enough to stay with people. So we play this team, and mind you, Dave hurt his foot, so he hasn't played with us in a couple weeks. This is this is a pre-existing injury, by exactly. the way. Exactly. Anyway, Just this is a guy he probably would have guarded. So in my <laughs> back of my head, I'm pissed off because I'm like, Dave should be guarding this guy. And I'm guarding this dude, and I'm all up in his grill, playing defense, or trying to at least. And he made he might have scored 40 points on me. <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. He hit probably 10 threes in like – I'm not exact. My hand was in his face, like elevated. Threes are worse too, because it just looks so good, like, and it feels so bad when somebody just scores. He did not hit the rim once, Dave. Not once. And everyone's looking at me like, part of. And then they were patronizing. They're like, "There's nothing you can do." And in my head, I'm like, "I mean, I could play better defense." (laughs) Like, then I come to find out, where it's he's probably scored 35 points. We're getting blown out. He's kind of like laughing because he's very good. Good guy. He looks at me and he goes, "No snooze, right?" Oh, so on top of putting me to work, here's all the junk I talk here about being, you know, on fire the yep. previous week and getting in and shape I might have scored and... six points. Wow. So I apologize to Sam sauce for the poor performance, <laughs> but that's why I throw my stuff into real estate because that's an area where at least I'm successful and the other areas of sports I'm deteriorating. Wow. Golf, I'm getting a little better though. All right. Good. I, I got nervous. Share that. I had to share that. I got nervous. I thought you were going to tell the golf story of me and your bachelor party. But we'll save that for another time. Oh, no, yeah. no, 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 yeah, no. Yeah. We'll save That's that for another time. Yeah, no, thank you. So jumping back to the work-life balance, and I know we hear this all the time, but I, I try to do it. I really don't get to do it all the time. But as I transition, because I have two different offices, so that's kind of my time during the day to have. But if you're entitled to a break, and I tell CV this, I try to talk to all of my, you know, the, the staff in the building, take a break. Yeah. You know, so if you are entitled to a lunch break, and everybody should be, I don't know the labor laws exactly, but you should have some sort of break. You need to take that time and step out, step out of the space. You know, I I think it's more important than just closing the door. If you can close the door, cool, but you're still in that same environment. Yeah. So if you can go outside, try to walk. I mean, it's cold now, but get in your car, go to Starbucks, Dunkin Donuts and just take some time to yourself, you know? And then to that same point, um, our boy, John Drosos dropped a little, um, 
topic dime on on there as well on Instagram. And it was like knowing when to leave. And I guess his point was there's some days that I get to the office 30 minutes early. And then there's other times that I stay 30 minutes late to make the next day a little bit easier, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. So that's a really good piece. You should not be doing that all the time, though, because then it almost becomes like an expectation of you. And then that just keeps getting higher and higher and higher. And ultimately, you'll, you know, you you break down. Yeah. 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 The uh, I don't know where I heard it, but another trick was when you're making if you have phone calls to make, try to do it while walking outside. I mean, it's cold now, Mm -hmm. but I've tried it. and it, It works. Sometimes you need to be in front of your notes. But if it's a general call, it's not I pace anyway. So it's nice to get a different scenery and then come back refreshed. Yep. It's a good one. That's cool, man. So this is this is a new piece and it's something I guess we've been discussing early on. But there's also been, you know, some good feedback in terms of like the marketing. So. We are interested in potentially doing some no snooze networking events. Yeah. Right? And no snooze networking would basically be bringing young professionals together and creating different types of, you know, whether it's a a mastermind type thing or if it's something that is like, you know, just getting with like minded people to where you are now bouncing ideas off of one another. I know we're talking about one with with Chris Mm -hmm. and, and No Quit Living. But this would be separate from that. And it's something that creates a lot of possibility, a lot of opportunity. And whether it was at a, you know, a local restaurant or something, I think it'd be awesome. We actually had a um, shout out Kristen Licata. She, she jumped in and offered her services as the director of networking events. Oh, there you go. Right? So yeah. we already got, we already got yeah. the director. Uh, so we're moving forward. Sounds important. Right? But I, I think it's something like if, if, that is, um, if that sounds of interest to people, I think they should let us know. And it could be a, a quick you know, group that gets together um, and we basically bounce ideas off one another. Yeah, and at the very least, just reach out to us too if you have questions. I mean, we, like we always say, we haven't figured it out, but we can give you some input and some, be a sounding board for thoughts and you know whatever right. you, questions you have sometimes you don't want to ask it to someone you know very well you want to ask to some random guy that yep. you listen to on a podcast once a week and that could that could be us that could be that guy <laughs> i could be that guy yeah, hey mike pirelli that's that's my guy oh that's what we were doing too right? <laughs> yeah so the questies right this has been pretty big now so we could have ran an entire episode i kid you not mike you see what goes on in the in the DM and on the the topics and stuff. We could have ran an entire episode on the feedback in terms of the questions and the topics. So I want to cover a couple of them and I want to discuss them with you. Okay. Cool. Love it. So the first one is Oh, this is this is this one is a really good one. How talking about work-life balance, how would you manage couples working completely opposite shifts day and night? Oof. Break up. Oh, just <laughs> it's not going to work. Sorry. Yeah. No. So okay. Let me let me think about this. I'm trying to think. I'm well, trying to think of our friends that. Well, that but check this out. So you, I know a couple, you know, a couple couples that are teachers and then law enforcement. Mm. So that's a good one, right? And the worst case scenario would be for my wife to have the schedule she has, me work three to eleven. That would probably be the worst case scenario mm-hmm. because by the time. She gets out of work at three. I would be going in. So I, I can, I guess, speak as if I were in that yeah. situation. It's with it. But I think you need to, one, take vacations very seriously. 
So those need to be predetermined and pre-scheduled. And whether that's actually going away is one thing. Even if it's a staycation, I think vacation time then becomes more valuable and important to your relationship as possible. I then think you need to go back to the beginning of this episode and really think about that pie. Think about your work-life pie and the pockets of time that you do have to prioritize just spending time with one another. Because my hope would be that, one, this isn't going to last forever, and then two, I hope I'm not working seven days a week. And it's yeah. usually you know, not the case. Yeah. Um, so I think priority becomes the biggest thing there, and then managing your time to be able to spend some quality time together. What do you got? Yeah, that's a tough one. I would say, and I'm not in that scenario, but I would say making the effort to maybe share a meal when the other person is working, if they're able to sneak away. Mm. Oh, like a dinner break. Dinner dinner break, lunch break, oh, breakfast, good. whatever it is. That's and good. then that kills two birds, one stone, because then it breaks up your day and yep. makes you less stressed. You meet, you know, you meet with your significant other and you realize that all this stuff is great, but I'm coming home to you at the end of the day, so it's all good. good. That was directly sent to you. Um, you said the word stress. That's stress. that's yeah. one. How do you manage stress? Ooh. The other thing I was going to say about the previous topic was if it's really a big issue, you have to change jobs. You got to figure out what's more important. Well, again, so all right, no, I jump to this next question. We'll go back to that one. Yeah. So because that could cause stress. But some people do it one, especially if you're in law enforcement, you do it for the pay differential. Right. And maybe yeah. maybe that makes a difference in your relationship for the better. Yeah. But it's yeah, it's situational because, again, my hope would be that that wouldn't be forever. So if it yeah. is for a year. Yeah. You know what? That that calendar becomes even more important to you because now you could say, all right, we're one month in, two months in, three months in. It's all about the, the priorities that you put forth and, and taking responsibility and understanding that, you know what, you're making this decision for the Lifestyle. best of your relationship. Yeah. I like it. All right. Sorry so, about that. Go no, ahead. no, no. It's all good. How do you manage stress? Mm, this is a good one. So I think if you embrace stress, you are able to manage it better. Can you be more specific? What are you? Yeah. Are, is it work stress, life stress, or both? Everything. Cool. So I think for me, when I realized that work-life balance is more of an idea and work-life synergy is more the reality, that... All of the stress that comes with going to events while negotiating deals, while coordinating showings, while doing everything in business, if you just put it in one pie and manage that one pie and you're organized and planned out to the best of your ability and you control what you can control, then you are less stressed because you are embracing chaos, if that makes sense. It does. I, I like that piece. And for me, the routine would be a very good one. The routine would be the biggest way that I the manage routine, right? stress. Yeah. Yeah. But even, you know, because I, I had a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety, still do all the time. I mean, it, it comes up, you know, with life. But the routine basically pulls it makes it easier to manage because you already know what you're gonna do. And then you build the confidence like we always talk about on the little things. But also, I get a lot of anxiety at night. We spoke about that. The booms, right? And the sleepy time tea really works. I'm sorry for laughing and interrupting, but when you said the booms, I was like, <laughs> that's something a Neanderthal would say. <laughs> <laughs> what are you feeling? The booms. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, my God. I can't stand you. <laughs> oh man that's good Mike yeah. oh, God. that's why I laughed no for real so the sleepy time tea I'm, I'm this is no ad good. 
But I started using it because, you know, at, at night I got really anxious. And it sounds corny, sounds cheesy, but if you have somebody to talk to about that stress and what you're feeling, again, I was somebody who just like kept everything to myself. Everything's good. I'm perfect. There's nothing wrong with Dave Regina. He's he's good. But once I started opening up and whether it was talking to my wife or talking to my boys just about what's going on in life, that helps a lot. And I know we always hear that. You always hear that. This is nothing new. But try it, right? Try talking to somebody. If it's your partner, talk to your partner about what you're going through. And hopefully your partner can show you some compassion to, to help get you through it. But creating a routine, um, reading at night, I've tried that too. Versus putting your phone down. I mean, ver- versus being on your phone. So mm-hmm. putting your phone down. Doing them together. Putting yeah. your phone down and reading a book. Exactly. It just makes you tired. And especially if you're reading something, like, no, really. But if you're reading something, it takes me, you know, the whole day to read 10 pages. I, I know. <laughs> I finished my 10th page at 10 o'clock at night. But if you're reading something and it's a positive, I guess, note that you're reading, you go to sleep with those thoughts. So it could be fine. Your heart can be on a thousand before you go to sleep. But if you keep reading, you get a little bit more tired. If you're sipping your tea, your heart rate slows down. And it's a nice routine that you can get into to ultimately put you to sleep. But, but it's really just the management like you were talking about, you know, being able to manage. It's being aware, too, like when you're starting to get stressed, uh, knowing why you're getting stressed. Like for me, it's when, like I said, the loose ends. I'm not recording everything. There's stuff that I it's in my head and I know I need to do it tomorrow, but I didn't write it down yet. Yep. So just writing it down getting it out, even on a piece of paper and just throwing it on your desk gets it out of your head for a little bit. That's nice. But one of the tricks I also use is I, I think being able to reset your brain, having something to assist that versus trying to do it yourself is helpful. Like I love standup comedy. So event, I have a bunch of podcasts I listen to that are stand-up comedians. Mm -hmm. So if I have a 15-minute drive and my day's absolutely insane, I listen to 15 minutes of that stand-up. So I laugh a little bit, kind of re-energize, get a giggle in. And then at night, to turn the brain off and get ready for the next day, when I put my phone down, we watch, I call it Trash TV. (laughs) Trash TV. So Siesta Key is one of my recent ones. I never was big in the hills or any of that stuff. You watch Floribama? No. No. So there's limited amounts that I could do. It was like The Office was like a funny one, but we've cruised through that. But having that at the end of the night where it's just lighthearted and you're laughing versus like if I watch Million Dollar Listings, it relates that too closely. puts you back in that mindset. And then it clicks it on, and then I can't Oof, sleep. Good so point. So the, the dumb shows, like, just, I'm like, this is absolutely absurd, and then you fall asleep. Right. That's good. No. So let's move to the next one. And this is one that, you know, I, I, I saw before, and I, I really do think this is a, a great question. So does having tenacity or ferocity make you a better person in everything you do? So I guess that's more of, you know, doing things tenacious to me would be like being persistent, right? Yeah. Being and having ferocity or being ferocious would be like, I'm going to get it regardless. Right. So does that make you a better person in everything you do? I'm going to change the context and just keep it positive. Mm-hmm. Right. Because negative, I don't know if you're ferocious, if that's going to it's probably going to lead about, uh, you know, in a bad way. <laughs> But I I do believe it makes you a better person, and it kind of goes to the saying of the way you do one thing is the way you do everything, right? Mm, So I would argue that. Let me finish, and then you and then you can go. I just like to argue with you. Yeah, no, that's good. But for me, I know that I have to get up and get after it, and even if I am walking, 
and I'm the walk king, like Mike Pirelli. Don't throw quotes on walking. <laughs> I actually walk. I, like I know you walk. I get it. But whether you're walking or you know, you're, you're working out balls to the wall, you have to go hard. Whether you are at a meeting and you are the, the meeting or you're just attending the meeting, whether you're hosting it or just attending it, you have to go hard. And I think that translates into something like a work-life balance when you are on your life portion of it and you're spending time with your family, go hard. And by going hard with your family, that means committing to the time that you're going to spend with them. Yeah. Right? So you can really apply. I'm not saying just be a beast in everything you do. Obviously, we want to be a beast in everything we do. But take that mindset, right? Be tenacious in everything that you do. And I do believe that it'll it'll make you a better person. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think obviously Ah, there's some. But I, I, I think there's some things where being tenacious and translating work type things doesn't help. Like I, I'm starting to try to take a backseat in all the planning stuff um, on weekends. Like I try to control things and schedules when I'm at work. Mm-hmm. And then when I get home, we go to certain events. I'm just I sit back and let everything develop and kind of go with the flow. So it's yep. like a different, a different uh, style. And I think my motto, and I think I've said in one of the episodes, is anything worth doing is worth overdoing. Yep. But now that I'm getting older i'm realizing that maybe that's not the case you don't have to overdo switching doorknobs you just got to do it you know there's some things you just got to get done you don't have to you know make it up into your head as huge project right so good uh this one came in twice so we got two more i know we're you know we're tough on time but we got two more kind of this this um these two are the same but how do you know when to turn off and what can wait until tomorrow and then how do you turn your work brain off after work? So I think we kind of discussed that. Yeah. You know, your, your routine, I think what you just said is, is probably the best. Doing something lighthearted, you know, whether that's watching a TV show or something to get you completely out of the mindset, that's one way to do it. I think the, the routine like I spoke about is one way to do it. But also, you know, after work, being able to decompress and taking some time to yourself and getting a hot shower. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't have to be, you know, if you can go have a discussion with your partner, cool. But for the single people out there, you know, whether it's you turning off completely by going, I guess my answer would be go do something for yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. And even if it's 11 o'clock at night, there's no difference between you going to bed at 1130 and 1145 because you wanted to take a 15 minute hot shower. Yeah. You know, and then applying all the other things that we spoke about in this episode, obviously. One thing I didn't mention that I realize I do is now I get out of my suit as soon as I get home or whenever I get home if I'm done working for the day. Because when I have the suit on, I used to just sit around in my suit. I would, the brain wouldn't switch off for some reason. It's just I was in the suit that ties around the neck. If someone texted me or called me, I'd respond immediately. Mm-hmm. Now, when I get home, like last night, I got home at 7.30, I'll either get ready for dinner, and while the food's waiting there, I'll go up and change or while it's cooking and then come back down. But that just kind of turns off the the perception that you're still working, mm-hmm. and it helps you get over the hump, for me at least. Of course. Yeah. Absolutely. But it, it that, that, again, plays into that whole stress piece and how you figure out how to manage it internally. Yeah. Right, that will make the external difference. Yeah. This one, this one was great, and this will be the last one that we cover in terms of the questions. With the early mornings and late nights at the office, 
How do you still keep time for the lady? <laughs> oh, and this this guy is actually cool, man. Uh, his name is Sean. I like how he said the lady. <laughs> yeah, uh, his name is Sean. You mean the boss? And we actually connected with him through KPL. Shout out. Football player? Shout out Kevin Pierre-Lewis. He, I guess, played at BC with this guy, Sean. Kevin happened to shout us out. Uh, on his Instagram page, and that's how Sean and I, you know, kind of connected. Do we know what position Sean played? I don't know. Is he looks decent like, at basketball? Looks like a big guy. Why are you trying to recruit him? I'm trying to I don't think he's everyone. in the area, bro. Okay. Sorry. But Sean, if you're in the area. Signing bonuses. There you go. Reach out. <laughs> DM me. No, so really good question, man. You know, let me just repeat that so you can jump on it first. Yeah. With the early mornings, late nights at the office, how do you still keep time for the lady? So I am conscious about having and to Dana's credit she is not doing this but I'm worried about it happening in the future is having her resent real estate so what I'm trying to do is incorporate her as much as I can and intertwine activities with real estate with her so for example if we have a showing or I have a showing in Norwalk I'll say well there's this restaurant Norwalk if you want to come you can hang out at a coffee shop and then when I'm done I'll come meet you we'll have dinner nice or and you guys happen to be working in the same area, right, generally? At the time, yeah. yeah. So it's it's a little easier. Obviously, I got to ha- definitely have to get better at it because yep. she's also busy at work and doing her, her own thing. So that's one of them. Something I told a real estate agent I met with this kid, Max, who's he's young, so I'm trying to give him some tidbits of stuff I messed up on, is when I have a closing to get like a little – it doesn't have to be a crazy gift, but a little gift, you know, because it, it is a, a position where you need the support of your significant other to be effective and to be successful. So giving a thank you and a little kickback to her of, you know, you I wouldn't have been able to do all these open houses if you weren't so supportive. Mm-hmm. Here's a little token of my appreciation. Doesn't have to be physical, could be flowers, could be anything, but I feel like it's that's been a good thing because then she looks forward. She's like, have you closed anything lately? Yep, good. Like, even if she's joking around, I'm no, like, that's, it's not. You know? That's awesome. And so. that's a great piece to acknowledge that, you know, with, with your partner and significant other, that, yep. again, you're doing this for a reason to ultimately create a different lifestyle. Yeah. But for me, it's the same thing that I said earlier. The, this now becomes... Not just a have to, I mean, just, not just a want to, it becomes the have to piece, mm-hmm. right? So I will pencil in on Sundays. Right in the schedule? Yeah. Yeah. So we know that on Friday night, we are going to dinner, mm. you know? And that, again, that's seasonally because there might be times that I do get home, you know, on a Wednesday night and we can sit down and have dinner. But during that busy season, it needs to be planned out to take advantage of that time. I just had that conversation with CV the other day when we had lunch and he's like, you really schedule your, your downtime. Got to schedule everything. Yeah. And it's, and it's not just scheduling the down relaxing time on the couch. Like I don't put like, okay, 12 to two, I'm going to, you know, sit on the couch, but the downtime typically would be going to dinner. But from week to week, depending on your week, that may have to become a have to, and I need to do this to maintain my relationship. Yeah, and a trick with that is, for me at least, when I get home on Sundays after all these appointments, I'm less likely to go out to dinner if I get in and change and sit down. So what I did, we did this Sunday as I waited in the car, Dana came out and we went straight to dinner. Because if I decompress too much, yep. you know, we got to get to the place because it, then all the excuses pop up. Oh, I'm tired, I got a crazy day tomorrow, and then you push to the side. That's a good point. And then the last thing on that question, something that, we've implemented is you need to participate in the things that maybe you don't want to do. So for me, every Sunday, we know that 
after our spin class, I have to go food shopping with her. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. I have to come home and meal prep with her okay. because it's time that I need to now take advantage of where if I was just working a nine to five with no extracurriculars going on in my life, it wouldn't be the case. Yeah. You know? So you actually develop, it's weird because we look forward to like going food shopping now. You know, those little things that typically wouldn't become something, you know, wow, I have to do that. No, you have to do that. Um, and that's on both ends. That's on the male end and the female end. So it's it's just doing those little things together um, and making the time, you know, to really figure it out. Yeah, but it's always tough because uh, you yeah. know that they are the most understanding and they get it. So they're an easy, low-hanging fruit to be like, hey, we'll do this another time. And they're not going to most of the time give you a hard time. So mm-hmm. you have to actually, you know, even if they're, no, it's okay, you have to be like, we have to go out. You know, I want to yep. go out. But it's tough. It's not That's easy. good, man. This this has been solid. So this will bring us now to Dave's Dime of the Week. Ooh, let me tee up my mantra. Wait, you didn't dimes, do the... Dimes, dimes, oh, dimes. Come on, man. See? Right. So this is actually is something that I do every single morning. I forgot to mention it on the Habits episode, but after I work out, I text my brothers, and that's Ozzy, John, Marky, and Rich. And we're in a group text together. Thanks for that. Appreciate it. Well, you send me one. Uh, it's true. So I just take yours and regurgitate. Oh, brothers, imagine but, imagine you know, I just regurgitate. It's messed up. I have a hundred brothers. And I think you said it one time to me too. You're like, Dave, everyone's your brother. Everyone's your cousin. Yeah, it's you just, make me feel less It's just how, well, listen, man. Yeah, CV, I'll, we're going to start a separate <laughs> chain. Invite like 40 <laughs> people. <laughs> and then i reference there. it on the podcast. Uh, no. So it's interesting with this crew because this crew, we all kind of transitioned life together. You know, we went from the, like, let's go out tonight. Is this the club crew? Yes. This this is the, the movie boy, crew. The bottle boys. <laughs> the bottle boys. Wow. Um, so this crew, you know, they've seen this whole journey, and they have their own journeys as well. You know, so we've been through it all together. Um, but every day after I work out, you know, when I'm in my best mindset, I shoot them a message. And this kind of gave me the chills when Kobe died because I sometimes go back and, and read them. So Kobe had died on Sunday. I sent this on Wednesday, right before he passed away that same week, and it was at 6.55 a.m., and it said, Kings, great morning. Hump day is here. Everything negative, pressure, challenges, is all an opportunity for us to rise up. That's the Mamba mentality. It's a simple formula, but sometimes we lose sight of that. If we're down... The only way to go is up better than yesterday. That's good. I, uh, the Kings, did you add the Kings in? <laughs> no, no, no. That wasn't the only piece of Kobe was the pressure, the challenges yes, piece. But, but you're the Kings one? Yeah, I call That cracks kings. me up every kings. time. Kings. Yeah, say yeah. Kings, Queens. Yeah, yeah. And I know people say it, it's just, it cracks me up. <laughs> I don't know why. Why is that? I don't know. It's funny. It's, just <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. Kings, it's funny. Queens. <laughs> so I give, tell my friends I'm jokers. It's joking. Mike. No. Um, that was a good one. So this goes along with the work-life balance Introduce stuff. Introduce it, bro. And this is Miguel's mantras. I've been learning a little Italian, by the way, to catch have up you? about that. A little good. bit. I have a couple apps I follow, and I was trying to speak it with Dana, but mm-hmm. my pronunciation is a little slacking. You know, formaggio. Okay, okay. Cheese. I see you. Thank you. All right. So mine is don't get so busy making a living that you forget to make a life. I like that. And that was by Dolly Parton. Thank you, Dolly. Yeah. Do you know what Dolly Parton, she was can a queen, they name a song queen that Dolly. Dolly Parton sings? Yes. Ah, I know the reference. I can't either. I can't okay. Either. No. 
Oh, my oh, Lord. Oh, there you go, CV. CV got it. is not a um, All right, so this will close us out. And, Mike, I think you got a little heat on the feet. Oh, I do. I forgot I had that today. So I have a lot of black socks that are fired, but I don't wear my black suit as much. I made sure. Ooh, you're looking tight, kid. I'm I'm telling you. A little pale on the. You have me on your sock? So that, it looks like a couple people I know. What is that? Um, That's a stone cold. (laughs) Is that Dave Regina uh, on your sock? Wrestling reference there. Wow. I feel like we kind of have similar styles, so. I like that. You know. This is good. Dave Regina in 10 years. Not to brown, but So for those of you who are not on YouTube, it's a bald guy with a um, goatee. Stone cold. Stone cold. Yeah. If you don't know. That's a good one. I, I hear you are making a run at a heated feet crown. There's uh, nothing n- that he lets me do anymore. Wears no, suits, no, 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 no. Wears no. nice socks. No. So, Push-ups. No. He's going to start walking. I do, this, I do this for me. The heat on the feet. Show him. Show is him what you, you got. It's just stripes, bro. Show him what you got. I can't even get oh, up show there. Show him what you got. Seriously. Oh, that's who I'm asking. Oh, my God. Too much cycling. Middle camera. Middle camera. If you rip your suit, I will lose it. You could do it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Ah. He needs some ah. flexibility. Ah. Ah. All right. So they're very basic. I no, mean, those are nice. You're. We're working your way in. I'm trying. Are these Frank Prelly wedding shoes? No. You got to angle go. it. See if he's angling it. Sam. Oh, and uh, shout out John's Crazy Socks. It's uh, one that I buy all my socks from. It's a uh, father-son. The son has uh, Down syndrome, and the, the company employs a lot of Down syndrome kids, so it's a great – or wow. uh, individuals, so it's That's a great a cause. great cause. And I think donations happen, but it's, it's great. Great follow, too. Great awesome. videos. We'll close on that. Yep. Until next time, stop snoozing. Get up and get after it. My man. Oh, I really wish you ripped it. That's another Effie in the Books. Go follow us on Instagram and Facebook at No Snooze Podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, No Snooze. Come on. Come on. If you want to inquire about potential sponsorship and or collaboration, reach out to us at nosnoozepodcast at gmail.com or message our Instagram page, which is at nosnoozepodcast.